Welcome to All About the Benefits. This show is dedicated to helping you better understand the world of benefits so that you can better serve those that serve you. And now, here's your host, Lori Jewett. All right, you guys, welcome back. I appreciate you tuning in again. Um, I am super excited today. I've got Stephanie Castro. I did not practice like pronunciation, but hopefully I got it right. It's not like some of them I've had on here, but so... Stephanie works with animals, which you guys know is like so my jam. I have like a Dalmatian wall here um, that y'all can't see on audio only. But anyway, so Stephanie, tell us a little bit. I know you do a lot of things, but just, you know, kind of give us a brief intro. Tell us what you do, and then we'll just kind of have a fun conversation and talk about dogs. Yay. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. So first, Lori, thank you so much for having me on here. And I own a premium pet sitting business in Houston, Texas. It's where the pet stays home and their space stress-free and we come out and visit them. And I, that is so cool to me because I'm, I was looking under my little desk because I have a bed under here for Cookie. So, and I know you um, had like a discovery call with my husband a couple months ago. And we, if you were here, man, we would be your ideal client because he went with us to work every day. I mean, he, he was an office dog. He was not a stay-at-home dog. Um, and now that we, our situation has shifted a lot, if we go somewhere, he's just so confused because used to, like, if we went somewhere, we would take him to the office and he had, you know, other people that worked there that played with him. And yeah, so I, I think that's super cool. And actually my in-laws are going out of town tomorrow and they're bringing their dog over here. And I'm like, luckily we have friends that will help, but we have horses and chickens and koi fish and all of those. So your business is, I think you I should franchise it. it and take it nationwide because I want to use your services. <laughs> <laughs> Selfishly, yes. Uh, yeah. like, trust me, I have family all over the US and they say the same thing. They're like, you need to come over here. Yeah. So we started off as dog clients is what I thought. Right. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do dogs. And then I was quickly approached by cat people, right? Cat owners. Yeah. And I thought, yeah, why not? And now we have it all. We have from reptiles like bearded dragons. We've had an iguana before to birds, to fish tanks, to hamsters, chicken coops. I'm trying to think who else. I mean, with a little bit of everything, you know, every, whatever pet you can imagine that people want to have when they travel and they can't take the guinea pig with them. You know, they need someone to come in and take care of their guinea pig. Oh, and bunnies. We have bunnies too. See, and we've had like almost all of those as ridiculous as it sounds, except for guinea pig. She asked for one and I said, no, um, <laughs> but she wanted one of the, what are they called? They're, um, it's like a breed of Guinea pig that they show at the fair. It's a whole thing. Oh, is it the ferret or chinchilla? No, or- I can't think of the name of it, but it's like, there's a whole like section at the County fair for it. And she's like, I want that. I'm like, no, you, we already have everything else. We're good. And yeah. that's one of, that's one of the things is we have three horses and they're spoiled. They now we use round bells, so they have hay. But I mean, as far as their grain, oh my goodness! If we didn't have people that we could count on to come and help, they would think that their world was ending. Even though a lot of horse people don't feed grain at all, our girls are used to it. They're spoiled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They probably get their nu- their nutrients or vitamins in there. Yeah, they're they're uh, um like seven a.m. and seven thirty p.m. They are like by the back door. Okay, we're ready. Where so, are you at? 
that, I mean, there's, there's a market for your business everywhere. What got you, what, I mean, obviously dogs, you said, but what, how did you come up with the idea? What spawned it? How did you start? Yeah. So I'm actually, for those that haven't heard the story, I'm sure because I've said it before, but it's, I always say that my business started with an explosion. Okay. It was nine years ago. I was traveling and my dog at the time, he's no longer with us, but Dodger Bear, anytime I traveled, he would stay with my parents. Right. So he'd go to grandma's house. He'd stay there. He loved it. They loved it. Uh, but this time we were all traveling. Everybody was going, the whole family, because we're going to my sister graduation San Diego. And uh, so I boarded him and I thought, well, I'll just leave him, you know, at the place where they trim his nails and, you know, he goes for doggy daycare every now and then I'll drop him off for a half a day. So I was like, he knows the staff. So I left him there, but they quickly called me the next day and said, you need to come pick him up. He has what you call explosive diarrhea. And that's exactly what it sounds like. Oh no. So he freaked out. He was a rescue. He freaked out. He upset his tummy. He thought that, you know, because they put him, even though there's rooms or kennels, it's he's probably like, hold on, where's mom? I don't know what's going on. Didn't understand. Yeah. Didn't eat. Just hot mess. So I still had my sister's graduation to attend. So I had a friend go and pick him up and, you know, have him for the for the weekend. But I mean, this literally happens fast. It, this could happen within hours. It upset, and it's not just dogs. This can happen to any pet. They just don't understand you're coming back, back or it's just not their space. It's not their bed. It's not, you know. I mean, even horses get that way. If we take one horse to a horse show and not the other two, those other two are freaking out until the other one gets back. So they, I mean, it's all animals. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, exactly. And so I, so that's where I was like, you know, this would be so much better if Dodger could have just stayed home and somebody could have dropped in on him and stayed with him overnight or dropped in, did a couple visits. And that's where my business started, June of 2014. And this was back, I mean, this was early on where people weren't really dropping into your home. I mean, nowadays you've got Amazon goes in your house, leaves a package, you know, Instacart comes and everything. So, <laughs> so this was back then. So um, it was... It was interesting to introduce it to people and say, it's okay, which I still have a few clients that come through that question, say, what do you mean? I mean, how, how does this work? How does somebody come in my home when I'm not there? <laughs> you know, it's a little awkward. Yeah. But I and just hope them understand to get past that. And it's for the pet. I bet it's probably gotten a lot easier because now you've got a reputation, you've got your, you know, I'm sure Google reviews and all that, but man, I, I hadn't thought about that aspect of it. I bet it was hard, especially in 2014. I think you said getting people to understand that, that it was different. It yeah. Was different. I, mean, I mean, even I'd say, you know, for myself, like I was always open to it. I'm like, you know, someone can come into my house, but even traveling, I was married at the time. And he was like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want nobody coming to my house. You know, it's like I got I'm like, well, okay. Cause you're thinking stranger white, like, but yeah, as long as it's a reputable company, we're insured and bonded. As long as we find a reputable in-home pet sitting company, whatever city you're in, you know, do check the reviews, ask if they're insured and bonded, then yes, they're coming in for the purpose of the pet mm -hmm. to, to feed them, to take care of them. And it's for the purpose of the pet. And it's amazing because as because I use my own business, you know, when I travel, when you come back and you're flying back from vacation or a business trip, 
your pet's been taken care of. The dog's been walked and fed and he's home. The cat's litter box has been scooped. You know, they, they've been given their medication. You don't have to worry about pickup hours. So I can't tell you how many times I would fly back on Sunday, but guess what? They're closed Sundays. You got to come on Monday and then Monday I got to work. So I, I'm not going till Monday end of day. Yeah. So not only are you paying for extra, there's more stress on the animals and a lot of, I don't know if there's boarding services for like bearded dragons and guinea pigs and stuff like that. Like, is that even a thing? I don't know. <laughs> You're right. And just imagine because those, so reptiles need their heated lamp and their cage and everything. Yep. So so you got to make sure you're right. I've never looked into that. I just, you know, it's just so much easier. It's a convenience for everybody. This is what I say. The pet's happy because they're staying home. It makes the parent happy, you know, because it's more convenience for them and their pet's happy. And then that makes us happy. Yeah. We're happy. They're all happy. Well, and I can't, I'm sitting here trying to think. So we used to have a bearded dragon and I can't remember. Oh, you did? Yeah. I can't remember um, if we ever, we would have just had to have a friend come take care of him, I guess. But yeah, our, um, you should have seen me in my move. So when we moved here, Dean moved to Michigan in February of 2016. And then I came up in May and he came to like get the business going and fix up the house and all that. So when I came, I decided all of a sudden, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I have to go now. I missed him. I'm not used to my family being in, you know, spread across the country. So I packed up everything. Well, not everything. Um, it's been six years and I think finally a couple years ago, the friend that kept all the crap that I forgot, which is our most important things, right? Because like our vacuum, like our really nice Dyson vacuum, um, all of that, I left it so I could bring the bearded dragon. And so I had, and our bearded dragon's tank was, I don't know that it would fit in this room, but it like, I put my seats down in my car. So I literally traveled, went to a hotel and all that with a bearded dragon. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, luckily for, I don't even remember how we did it. I think it was, I don't even know how we kept the the heat because we had like the heat rock wow, thing. I think yeah. I like plugged it in. I don't know. But um, my pastor that I work with at the church, they have reptiles and they did the same thing. They said they literally like, they took their snakes into the hotel whenever they were moving here because they, I mean, they had to drive here to bring everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, it's crazy. And I, I mean, I guess people don't, because reptiles are popular as pets. Whether I mean they're not as widely talked about, but like, yeah, my sister has tons of reptiles. We've had them. I've had snakes. I've had the bearded dragon. Um, you know, our pastor just got like a really cool gecko that um I have to go see. And yeah, it's it's just not something that people think about that they need when you leave town, they need it too. Yeah, yeah. We call them they're part of um, we say we have dogs cat clients and then pocket pets and um the exotics fall under that so the pocket pets are the bunnies the guinea pigs the bearded dragons the iguanas and all those you know um because we still need to give them water fresh water every visit we feed them let's see our bearded dragon clients take uh live roaches yep live roaches we'd give them those or some of them had the worms the worms we, we went back and forth and we even had the um had the hornworms have yes. you seen those Yes. It's like a delicacy, but they grow so fast. I used to get them just to watch them grow because it blew my mind. Like oh, just in a couple uh, yeah. days, they would go from like almost microscopic to like yeah, huge. It was cool. But sorry, that's totally off topic. But I think it's important for people to think about 
So I'm going to switch it, switch gears just a little bit and talk about starting a business because a lot of times we have these ideas and it's like, oh, well, nobody else needs that. Nobody else needs a, you know, bearded dragon pet setter or nobody else needs someone to feed their horses when they're whatever. You can make a viable business about anything. Look at all the people on Apex. There's some mm-hmm. crazy businesses that are insanely successful within Apex and it all started with an idea. Right. So I think that's important for people to know that and it's probably not easy, especially whenever you're starting a not common business because there's not as many resources out there, right? To learn from, you know, if you're starting an insurance agency, there's all sorts of, you know, books yeah. and podcasts and, and things like that. So how did you go about, you know, getting, getting started? So you had the idea. How did you get it going? Okay. So it was, I had a problem and then I had to find the solution. Mm-hmm. And my problem was my dog Dodger had explosive diarrhea because I boarded him and I had to go to the graduation. So I had to find the solution. I'm like, I can't be the only one. You know, everyone's like, well, I have a neighbor that, or I have, that's great. That's awesome that you have a friend or a neighbor or somebody that will take care of your pets. I'm like, and I tell them straight up, you're lucky. You're lucky. You're lucky. But what happens when you're used to John, the neighbor walking two doors down to come help you out? you know, or, or your uncle, you know, to help you out or whoever. And then they are not available. That's when people start scrambling and they're like, Oh my God, Oh my gosh, Oh my gosh, what do we do? Cause we're still, we still got to do this trip or, or it's going to cost you your spring break. You're not doing spring break this week or this month because you don't have your usual pet care, you know? So it's nice. I always say to have a it's backup. I'm not telling you not to use your friend or your family member, but it's nice to not wait for that last minute moment because then you run the risk of either the pet sitting business is full because we we book fast mm-hmm. and then you run the risk of not being able to take your vacation or your trip. So it's first there's a problem and then you you find the solution, which we also do house visits where there are no pets. And so there was a problem where I had a client say, I'm going and I'm vacation. And I think they were going to the Hamptons for a couple of weeks and they had to go and it had to happen, but they also needed somebody in their house to just make sure, keep eyes at what's going on. Or I think they had contractors coming, whatever. So okay. So then we do house visits. I have a solution for you. Yeah. You book a house visit. You want us there at a certain time for those 20, 30 minutes. Then we go, we are eyes, your eyes, we're picking up packages, we're making sure you want us to receive the contractor and be there, you know, so there's, there's always something there. So that's where I say that we have solutions, whether it's for your pets, it's for your house, or um, another one was overnights. We had a great Dane that had high anxiety and could not sleep by himself. Dad had to travel. He was a traveling doctor and dad had to travel. So he had to go. So what do you do? And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you call us we have a solution i'm going to send a sitter out she's going to spend the night with your dog and your dog's going to be happy you're going to be happy we're all going to be happy yeah and it's i mean i have always had spoiled dogs and i one of our spoiled dogs is terrified of thunder and lightning and while maybe we would not know if we were out of town and there was a storm and she freaked out i would know deep down and it would just devastate me because i i know how panicked she got and so we always had, we've, I mean, she passed away a couple of years ago. She lived, they gave her six months to live and she lived four years after that. 
Wow. Um, yeah. Awesome. She was on like four pills that she had to take every day that she would die if she didn't take them. She had cancer, heart disease, kidney disease, something wrong with her liver. Like she had everything. It was crazy. Um, what a yeah. fighter though. Four years late. That's good. We should have made the decision a lot sooner because by the time she passed away, we were like so sick of her because she had no bladder or bowel control. Um, she was deaf and blind. So Aww. deaf and blind, but somehow I could see dogs on TV. I still don't get that. But <laughs> but she was so deathly terrified of bad weather that I didn't want her like like with your dog. I didn't want her in a kennel. Right. With, you know, thunder and lightning and like a concrete room. And that just makes me sad. So we a lot of times um, we would take her with us. Like when um, we, we used to go to Orlando a lot when we lived in Georgia. And she, we, we drove and the Lowe's hotels there, their motto is Lowe's love pet. Lowe's loves pets. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, yeah, they, they would give the they give the dogs these goodie bags. The kids every once in a while got like a little toy. But the <laughs> dogs get every time we still go there a lot. And every time we go um, and, you know, we Dean and I are your ideal client. Like when we went to Costa Rica or not Costa Rica, Cabo, uh -huh. we went to Cabo right after we got Cookie and we took him to Cabo because he's spoiled like he was we almost didn't get him out of Cabo because he was so young he didn't have his rabies shot yet and the oh. the lady at the airline would not let him on the plane and finally I called the vet and got the vet on the phone and the vet was telling her like we can't do it and they let her get him to Mexico so the lady said well they're probably gonna um oh uh quarantine him in Chicago and I'm like well if they do Chicago's within driving distance I'll rent a car yes. right and you know what they did in Chicago him out of the carrier and told me how adorable he was and loved on him and let us go like come on lady oh come on um, yeah <laughs> so man that's good to know because i thought about taking a trip with my dog to mexico but i didn't know i was like god i'm sure it's gonna be a mess and you just have to have the health certificate mm -hmm. and which our vet that we switched from now um they it, it was expensive to get the health certificate but it was, I mean, it was what we had to do. And then it's, you know, you have to pay for each way. But so we are those people that don't want to leave our pets at home. Yeah. And if we could take the horses on vacation, well, I guess we did last year. But uh, if we could take them like to Cabo, we would. We took them to Missouri, but the vacation was a horse show. So. <laughs> oh, okay. This is your vacation slash you're working. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, so somehow we're, we're dog people and we're raising a horse person. I don't know how that happened. Um. <laughs> I love but, it though. Yeah. So, you know, anyway, the moral of that is we are your ideal client. If you ever franchise, heck, I will, I will help start a franchise in Michigan simply so I can use it because. Let's talk. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's nothing like that in like Rover and whatever, all the apps. One, that kind of freaks me out a little bit. And two, um, there's no one around here and the reason that freaks me out is you think about like all the doordash like all the doordash issues that i've had and i know they probably do better background checks for rover or whatever the apps are but i'm like well, i would rather a reputable company that has a face yeah <laughs> so rover and all those so my thing is i don't it's good and bad it's like your uber you don't know who you're gonna get you don't know what driver you're getting it's roll of the dice you know so you can get an awesome one i've had some awesome uber drivers our conversation i don't want to get out of the car you know and it's yeah. like but then i've had some that i'm like you are sketch i'm not sure you know so same thing i've heard i've had some clients that come to me 
I've heard some horror stories where they leave the dog. They were terrified of the dog that was barking. They leave the dog in the closet and don't tell dad. And, you know, and so dad's like, never again. But then I've heard some great ones. Cause I personally, before my business did use, it was dog vacate Rover bought them out, um, dogvacate.com. And so I feel like, you know, it's give or take, but using a smaller company like us, where it's a team, you know, it's either going to be one of the five that are yeah. going, one of the five sitters and we get to know your pet. So it's great for the sitters. Cause they're like, Oh, I'm going to go see Bella. Great. I haven't seen Bella this month, you know? And then dad also knows it's like, Oh, okay. It's either going to be, you know, Lizzie going or Nosa going, it's one of us going. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. And it's, a, it's that comfort, right? Like, so I'm the weird person that I am um, very outgoing. I make friends everywhere I go. Like literally in my phone, I have a taxi driver named Miguel in Cancun that I've used multiple times. Like, so, because I'm like, ah, we're not making that mistake again. Like I've got a taxi driver in my, or uh, he actually, he owns like a Jamaican Uber company. I don't know. That's what he said. I think he made it up. But anyway, I've used him more than once in Jamaica. So I'm that person that like, I don't like risking the sketchy. If I find somebody good, I'm like, um, you know, when yes, we went, we're connected now. We're friends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, when we went, the second trip that we went that we used Miguel, we went deep sea fishing. We wound up with all this tuna. Well, so I texted him and he brought like his whole family up. And what are we going to do with all this tuna? We're on vacation. Like, so uh, they, they like cooked some up for us. And then he and his family came and I'm talking like tons of tuna. And we I haven't talked to him in a while, but there for a little while, he would text and be like, how are you doing? And um, things like that. So that's important to me not risking it, not just the luck of the draw. Cause that would, that would freak me out. And I'm sure those apps are probably like Uber where you can't, yeah, where you're not supposed to be able to contact the people afterwards. Right. 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 So, so it's like build, building a relationship and connection. Yeah. So you build a relationship with Miguel, you know, and, and so, and that's the thing is with, with the dog apps like that, I, I don't, I'm not sure if you can, you know, but I think it's random. I'm not sure how it is, but for us, you, you build that relationship. They yeah. get to know the sitters, the sitters get to know the pets. And, and then that's also great for the business. Cause then guess what? We get, we get a lot of referrals like that. You know, their friends and family are like, Oh, I'm traveling. Who do you use? Or they're like, Oh, you stay home pet sitting. You know, they're awesome. They know Bella, they know her routine. They know which grass spot she likes to go on. You know, the cat, they know that the shy one, it's okay. She just likes to look from afar while you play with her sister that the playful one yeah so we don't stress her out you know we get to know all that well i so i can't post it on facebook because i was asked not to but i'll have to send you an article that just published i don't know day before yesterday so my father-in-law um is a cancer survivor he has four different forms of cancer and we encouraged him to get a dog i didn't get credit in the article when okay. like anytime anything's going wrong, it's hundred percent my fault that he got this dog. But anyway, so we encouraged him to get a dog okay. and he did. And when she was, I think six months old, she was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Interesting. Yeah. yeah he looked that's at me and said, never again. Well, that's been, that was, um, I want to say the end of 2020. Cause it was right after our Yorkie died of cancer. Um, okay. And, but he was 15. So we had 15 year old Yorkie and 16 year old Jack Russell that passed away right around the same time. But so anyway, Winna, now she's doing awesome. So he got her certified as a therapy dog and they go visit cancer centers and visit oh. cancer payment patients. And one of the things that something you just said made me think of is the, um, there's certain people there that work there and patients 
that when it goes to like she knows and one of the one of the um people that was quoted in the article just said that Wena, the dog, knows when she's having a rough day because she she can just tell the difference and she comes straight to her. And dogs and people can bond like that. And so being able to know, and I'm, I love my child more than anything, but my, she tells people that I love my dog more than her. I do not. <laughs> but it's close. Um, some days, some days. Um, you know. <laughs> you, you see my dog, he's really freaking cute, but so is my kid. But anyway, no, obviously I'm kidding, but it is incredibly important to me that he feels comfortable and that I know that he would be with somebody that, that isn't going to put him in a closet. I know. Yeah, yeah no, that's it's, horrible it's, to even think. That is going to give me nightmares in case you're wondering. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm, it's just, it's compassion. I'm very particular, yeah. particular about who I bring on the team. It's having compassion. It's having at the end of the day, you're, you know, you're doing this. Yes, there's compensation. No, it, it's, you're not going to become rich with it. But at the end of the day, you're helping these animals. We're their voice. We're there for them. Oh my gosh, they're so loving. They always just want to love you and love you and love you, you know, and you know, and so that's what we're there for. When mom and dad can't be there, we want to be there and make them feel like it's okay. Mom and dad are on vacation, but guess what? So are you and your buddy's yeah. here, here to take care of you. Yeah. And they know. So super like and true story, weird, but true. So when we, we live an hour away from where our closest office was. So we had an office that was an hour away from home and one that was two hours away from home. Well, the one the hour away from home, when we first got cookie, we found a groomer that was just right around the corner. And started going there. Well, it was, I think, Tuesday mornings at 11 a.m. It was like every other Tuesday at 11 was his appointment. And I kid you not, he literally would plant himself. He would be running all over the office. And when he realized that it was like 1045 or whatever time we would leave, he would plant himself to his bed. Where, and he's like a seven pound dog. But I mean, he could like, uh, you know how they can do. Mm-hmm. He hated it. And like visibly, he was miserable. And when I yeah. would go there, she was just, she didn't like him. He didn't like her. It was just bad. And I didn't like her because she called my little baby a monster and he is friggin' adorable. Oh, no. yeah, I just don't like her. Anyway, so I, we were driving down the road one day and I saw this mobile pet grooming and her phone number was, I mean, like we're talking like 1970s van, um, mm-hmm. super sketchy, but I texted her and I said, I know you're driving now, but so don't look. And of course she looked, but I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I that was for real. I just didn't want to forget to text you. And she, um, so she would come to the office in Grand Rapids and every other Tuesday she came at nine. So every other Tuesday at like 8.55, Cookie was at the door already. He was oh, like, he would go okay. to the, it was, it was, it was so weird. And anybody that was at the office, you know, pretty frequently noticed it too. He, and he hasn't been, he looks, I posted a picture on Facebook earlier. I'm like, God, he looks homeless because he hasn't been to the groomer since before Christmas. And he's used to going every two weeks. Um, but, do, do. but yeah, yeah oh my gosh, energy. Some it's just energy. It's some people that just yeah. have it. They're in it, not for the business or the money. They're in it for the animal and the love. And the, yeah. that's the well, and you, you mentioned referrals. So this lady I posted after we, you know, she started coming and seeing him. Um, I posted a review on Google. And last time I looked, I think there's been like, I don't know, like 5,000 views on my review. And he's a, a pretty rare breed. I don't know. It, they say it's pronounced beaver terrier. And I'm like, he's a bougie Yorkie. Like it's spelled Bjor. So that's what I call him. I'm like, I'm not calling him a beaver terrier. But okay. <laughs> anyway, I so I posted pictures of him. And within, I think, 
two weeks after we posted that review, she'd already gotten two of that exact same breed clients because very few people, um, I mean, very, one, very few people have them. It's relatively rare. Yeah. Um, so they're Yorkies with a recessive piebald gene. So they're basically like Yorkies with the um, albino gene. Oh, His coloring's okay. different and they were bred for like 50 years or yeah. maybe not 50, but they were bred for a long time before they became their own breed. Um, but anyway, the referral thing, because she took care of him and he loved her and I posted about how much he loved her. Um, I don't know how many she's up to now, but I know she got, she was continually getting new beaver terrier clients. So yeah, by word of mouth, by your post, by your experience. When and you take care of people, the referrals come and I've got multiple episodes of nothing but how to get referrals. And Mitch Schmedley, um, I aired that a couple weeks ago and his was how to get five-star reviews without being shady and paying one of the shady. Just do what's right. Take care of people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. No, I love it. That's how we get a lot of that. We have a lot of, um, yeah, reviews on our Facebook page, on Google, on Yelp. I get a lot of Yelp. You know, I forget about that platform. <laughs> oh, I do too. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And so, you know, get a lot of that and Instagram and all of that because we have all those accounts. But yeah, it's just to where they're like, um, I just went to a guy, let's see, have a new client, just went to him a couple of days ago. We're going to take care of his senior German Shepherd dog. And he found me on Google. He said, You have extraordinary Google reviews. And I'm like, Wow. Okay. Okay. Um, but it's, he has a senior dog that's 11 years old that has, kind of issue standing up and wobbling when she bends over to go potty and he's having to travel. So he wants someone, to, he doesn't want to board her. He wants her to stay home, you know, and just wants someone to come. And I'm like, I get it. I, I'm like, this is how my whole business started. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to go twice a day and drop in and hang out with Tally girl and take her out to potty. And if she's up for a little walking, we'll walk her a little bit. If not, it's all about just, you know, her routine. Keep yeah. her there happy. And what's best for her. And that's how you get the great Google reviews is like, like you said, you know, when you bring people into the business, they do it because they're passionate about it and they love the, you know, the, the mission and the work. And yep. I, I, I do too. Like, so my husband's grandparents who are now passed away. They didn't come to our wedding. Their excuse was they didn't come to our wedding was because they needed to stay home with the dog. Somebody had to stay home with the dog. So, um, would oh, they have come? They yeah. were, I mean, they were much older yeah. when we got married, but that was, that was the, the excuse, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I think it's incredibly needed. Um, it, yeah. And I, I, I'm seeing, I don't see it as much. I hit a lot of people on Facebook. Most of my, most of my news view is like Apex people. So there's not a whole lot of, if you're local, sorry, but you're probably hidden. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you posted politics or something like that that I didn't like. So I probably oh, hit yeah. you, but yeah. With, um, you know, the used to, I would see all the time. Can somebody watch, you know, the, the goats or the dog or need to leave town? You see that all the time. So for anybody that has a problem and you need a solution and you have even the, like the faintest thought of who, maybe I could make that a business. You absolutely can. Yeah. If it's a problem for you, trust me, it's a problem for somebody else. There's no way that it's the only problem for anything. I feel like anything. And this was something that I didn't, I didn't grow up thinking. I mean, my background is a graphic designer. I worked oil and gas for 15 years in investment banking. I wasn't ever thinking like I, even to be an entrepreneur, it just wasn't, you know, I just, I grew up around animals, grew up with dogs. 
but Dodger was my first own personal dog. It wasn't, you know, the other ones were grown up with the family at the, at the house. So when this kind of came up, I was like, wow, this is definitely, I felt it. And, and, and even I felt it when I would work late and, you know, in the office and have late hours, sometimes long hours at it be, you know, he still needs to go out. So it was so inconvenient to have to leave the office, leave work, go take care of him, feed him, drop up. You know, it would be so much easier if I can just have a sitter drop in real quick and feed him and take him out to potty. Because if not, I'd have to do that and go back to work. So we have a lot of that um, where we have clients that just need our help to drop in and do some visits while they do long hours at work. Yeah. And I, I think it's, there's so many things like that that are much needed. I mean, I've had ideas. I can't think of any of them right now because I'm like, ever since we started talking about this, I'm like, hmm, I know I've had ideas and I'm like, oh, that would be awesome. And I never did it. And then yeah. I see somebody else start a business like that. And I'm like, dang it, that was so my idea. Oh, <laughs> yes, I know. I've had that too. You know, like, so, oh, there's one. I don't want to say it because somebody's going to steal it. Oh, you're going to put it out there. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> fine. Um, It's been like two years. And I never did anything with it. So the yeah. first time we did 75 hard, sorry, it's on Do Not Disturb. I don't know why it's doing that. Um, the first time we did 75 hard, we were in Michigan. It's cold as crap. Right. And so you're in like, I mean, I've got my heated gloves and my heated coat and you're bundled up. I couldn't see my watch for, to see like the time, like how long we'd been out or whatever. I, you know, messages coming in, stuff like that. And so I think, and I Googled it, there's nothing good like this out there. Mm -hmm. um like a year from now on shark tank it's gonna be like brilliant idea but they need a some sort of like a a coat not just a jacket but like a coat that has a window that like somehow seals around i had like this great plan and my mother-in-law sews so i like ran it by her i'm like is this possible and then we just never did it but that Mm -hmm. it like it kind of seals around so your arm doesn't get cold but at the same time, you can, oh, but you can still see your yeah, life. And like, if you need to, you know, use it for whatever, because when you have on big, thick gloves, you can't really pull your phone out of your pocket and, and look. So, but anyway, if I had issues with that, there's probably very few people that would walk at 4 a.m. on a icy road in the dark. But I'm sure there's some people out there doing it. Yeah, there's avid skiers and snowboarders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, the moral of that is if you think that there may be a need, there is. Because yeah. I I don't know that anyone has unique problems. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, and this is my entrepreneur talking. I'm like, I feel like, okay, and try it out. Try it. Who maybe it doesn't work, but you know what? At least you tried something and it worked. Like I didn't know this business was gonna last and go to where it is, but I tried it. You know, I, I, at one point I had even a graphic design, um, LLC and I tried it, but I realized it worked, you know, but I just wasn't enjoying it. It wasn't bringing me joy. And so I was like, "Ah, I don't want to, you know, but guess what? I tried it Mm -hmm. and I know that it's there. If I ever want to pursue and jump back into that, then it works, but it doesn't hurt to at least give it a shot. Yeah. So your idea, I don't know, get, get your mother-in-law sewing and create and <laughs> see if it works. I know I need to like eventually figure it, figure it out. But well, like, so we, my daughter is into the horses and 
she wanted to start a business. This is like the 14th business that she decided she wanted to start and the crap is just cluttering my basement, but it's fine. At least she, at least she kind of has that spirit, but we, you know, they, there's lots of like dog subscription boxes. There's like two horse ones that are even worth. One of them is super cheap stuff. Like literally it's a cheap box. It's straight from China. And we, we got it for a while. It's not bad. It just, it's, not stuff you really need. It's all plastic crap. And then the other one is super high dollar, really nice stuff that is designed for like English writers. And so we started one that was all um, small businesses. So everything is made from a small business. Nothing is from China. Everything is made like most of it in somebody's living room in mm-hmm. the US. Um, a lot of it local, like within a couple miles from us. And, but the problem was is I can't do that for $30 a month. Yeah. Even at $60 a month, it was a loss. But I'm like, okay, let's start it. Let's figure it out. Let's at least get it off the ground. That way I can buy in larger quantities and get a better mm-hmm. deal. And it it still has yet to get off the ground. I don't know if I'm going to get, I haven't decided if I'm giving up yet or not, but um, at least we tried it. Well, you're trying. Yeah. You tried it. You're trying and you'll never. Yeah. It's no, like, no. how much longer are we going to pour money into it? I don't know, maybe a week, maybe a month, but maybe years. But at least we, you know, kind of gave it a go. And I think I truly still believe there is a need for that out there. Because mm-hmm. I'm a subscription box junkie. And I, but I like the ones that are, that support local. And everybody says they want to support local until it comes to pay the price to support local. <laughs> right, 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 right. But, yeah. Um. But yeah, so eventually maybe that one will take off. And I have a friend that I actually, whenever I, whenever you, first time when we first connected on Facebook, a friend of mine um, started a dog training business and she's amazing at it. And she works with Cookie. Um, I did not do my homework. And so Dean and I failed. And I'm like, you know what? You need to be more upfront and transparent because you were not a dog trainer. You're a human trainer and we failed. But yeah, yeah. Um, I told her, so she had, a really bad experience where she had to tell, she had to advise somebody to euthanize their dog and it broke her heart. And she decided she didn't want to do it anymore because it just devastated her. She said, I couldn't help this dog, but they had kids. And it's like, they, they went through all the training, they, mm-hmm. all that anyway. And so it, it got really bad and she had to make that, you know, suggestion. And so she didn't want to do it anymore. She would be awesome as like a franchisee or something for what you do because she is genuinely passionate about animals and loves them. Yeah. But that part of it was a little too much, which I get. Like my kid would be an awesome large animal vet, but she doesn't want to have to euthanize. So she's like, nope, can't do it. I mean, that's hard. It's hard. I've seen, I mean, I have clients, we have a lot of special needs pets, clients mm-hmm. that, um, our seniors have health issues. There's a lot, and there's some that, like you were talking about, the blind and deaf. We have, I mean, I can't tell you how many we've had that are blind, half deaf, half blind, pulled deaf. You know, and it's funny because they do see us or hear us, but it's like wavelengths or step that they do. Because I'm like, one was called Noelle, and I'm like, you know, she's deaf but and blind, but she clearly knows where to walk and <laughs> she hears me when I say treats. I don't know, and so, <laughs> but um, but it's it's tough, and there's t- you know, luckily I don't have to suggest, you know, or anything. I had one conversation with one client where I just said, listen, you know, 
I know it's really hard to make that decision. I just always ask myself, is this a quality of life that you want that pet to have? And for you, when it starts affecting your own quality of life, like you're not having full night's sleep because you're having to get up at three or four in the morning to take them out to potty or, you know, and, you know, I, I had to make that decision more times than I want to even think of, you know, I had to do it actually my, I just had to put my cat down last week. Was it? Um, but I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. We had a big scare in December and she had kidney issues and I knew it was coming, but she was starting to have seizures, you know, and when she stopped eating and she was only drinking liquids, there's a point where it's, I, you need to step away and be selfless and not think about yourself and say, and that's hard. That's hard. Cause I'm like, no, I want to cuddle with her. Like we always do every night. And but it's like, is it, is she having what she deserves, that quality of life? And so I can't say I need you client. It's time, but I can just have, I've had that conversation where I just open, just be open to that idea of, and, and they come to it normally. they're like, well, no, you know, the dog's wearing diapers and you're having to change the diapers. And it's, you know, it's at that point And so. Yeah. Uh, Reese, Reese had little diaper suspenders because she wouldn't keep the diapers on. <laughs> Suspenders. Yeah. yeah, they're like you can buy them on Amazon. They're like literally suspenders that clamp onto the diaper. And it didn't work. It was an absolute waste of money because she could still get those off. But I we waited it, with both Reese and Snickers. We we like candy. Um, but with both Reese and we once had a horse named Kit Kat too. But with both of them, we waited too long. I mean, Snickers, by the time he passed away, he was like a probably multiple tens of thousands of dollar dog because we did radiation we did surgery we did everything and finally the um canine oncologist yes that's a thing she said Lori, you can't keep doing this he, you're not i mean it was the surgery and the radiation everything we did got him six months and it wasn't a good quality of life I mean, that's it it's six months okay so you have your dogger but now it's, it's really hard to do. I know it's like, you've got to dig deep, but it's like step, take you out of it. Yes. Is that dog living the quality of life? It's like, no. So you are clearly in the window. It's like a hospice, pet hospice. You're clearly mm-hmm. in the window where it's okay to let go. Oh my gosh. We were there for a while with Reese and Snickers, both sick. We were in a pet hospice because he That's had a big. tumor. Yeah. It was, he had a tumor in his nose. And he nonstop sneezed. And the poor, this breaks my heart to even say it out loud, but he would sneeze so hard that he would like slam into the wall. Like that's how hard. And every time he sneezed, it, spout, it splattered blood. Like after he died, we, in our office, we completely repainted and like the entire office, we repainted and replaced all the carpet because we kept him with us when he was going through treatments. But he would, I mean, I'm talking like probably 50 sneezes an hour. And it was like blood splatter. Like, I mean- it looked like a murder scene and we, we repainted our house after he died and it was, but it was purely selfish with both of them because we did not want to let go. And with Reese, unfortunately, we had so many years of like dealing with the incontinence and the, she was deaf. So she barked all the time. Anytime she needed something, she would bark and she couldn't hear herself. So it was non freaking stop. So by the time she died, we finally made that decision. We resented her. And so the last probably year of her life was us just being like, oh my God, well, you just, which I hate saying out loud, but it's true. And I know I'm not alone because I've had that conversation with people before that when you wait too long, you end up resenting them. And 
it kind of tarnishes the relationship, right? The like the the 16 years we had with her was kind of tarnished by the last year. Yeah, no, I get it. I've been in that. I've been in that where it's really hard. So I completely understand. It's really, really hard. And that's why uh, my heart goes out to anybody like that position. It's really hard, but it's, it's yes, stepping aside and stepping aside of your fields and your needs of, I don't want to let this pet go to just saying for them, they can't talk. Remember we're their voice. Mm -hmm. So they can't talk. And I think if they could, they would say I'm miserable. I'm unhappy. I'm I'm unhappy, you know? And so it's letting them go and make that tough decision. Well, had we had a service like yours when Reese and Snickers were both sick, I think one, it would have really helped because somebody would be here to, you know, take care of them and come, you know, a couple of times a day. And two, having somebody else that could just say, hey, you, you know, in a nice way, you're being incredibly selfish. You probably should go to the vet like right now, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it finally took with, with Snickers, it finally took the oncologist saying, and she was straight up and it hurt to hear it. She's like, you know, but you're being a little selfish. I understand it because he's the sweetest dog ever, but yeah, you're gonna have to yeah. let go. Um, so having a service like yours, I think would have made a huge difference, not only in their quality of life, but in the um, decision-making process, because it's hard. It's hard. And we're there. I've had this conversation with some clients, you know, I'm there as not voice of reason, but just someone to bounce ideas off. And I share my experience. I've, I've done it, you know, and, and, and it's it because vets, they can't tell you that they can't, they can't say you need to euthanize your pet. They can't. Um, so I'm not saying that I can or can't. I try not to, but I just kind of open that idea of, and I, I say it like this and I say it in as much loving way, you know, of just, you know, they're going to be happier. You're setting them free of, even if they're not in pain, because they may not be in pain. Like my Eleanor, my cat was not in pain, but she was, they stress because they can't go potty, be normal. They're not doing their hunting. She was an active cat. So I remember my dog, before I put him down, he would grunt under its breath. <sighs> Because he was super active and he couldn't even get up and readjust himself in the bed. Mm-hmm. I had to help him do that. And so he would, so that stress is not fun for them, you know? So it's just having these tough conversations and I've had it and it's not the fun part of my job, you know, of doing that. But it's at the end of the day, I look at it, it's leading towards that pet's uh, freedom, letting them go and be happy. Well, there again, going above and beyond. That's not part of your job, right? But you're willing to put yourself in that position and have those conversations. So I think that's, I mean, I think it's awesome. Um, But we really didn't get to any business, anything, but I think we had a great conversation. I think there's a lot of value dropped. If you have an idea, go with it because if you have a need, somebody else does too. So um, is there anything else that you, you know, that you think people should know or that you want to close with? Um, I mean, I can just, if anybody wants to follow us, we have all our links are everything on Instagram, on Facebook is stayhomepetsitting.com, but stayhomepetsitting is our handle. We actually have a Facebook group where you don't have to be a client. You don't even have to be in the area. You can follow us if you love pets and you have cute pet pictures, you know, join us. It's also stay home pet sitting on Facebook. And I usually, I try to put value in there as well. And I have clients that are in there. I have some that are not clients and I'd love to see your horses. You should get on there and yeah, share your horse pictures. (laughs) 
Oh my, there's a lot of them. Um, especially now that it's we now that we use the round bells. We came home the other day, and one of the horses was eating off the round bell, and the other one was literally asleep under her. Like, well, oh my god! It's a big bale. It's not like it was like a you know they're not eating off the same square bell. But well, I'll make sure that all the links are in the description also. Um, okay. And then there's I got an email right before this from my podcast company. And there, there's some new artificial intelligence thing that's going to make links even better. So you will be my my first guinea pig with that. Oh, and I didn't really need the email. I think he knows I didn't. I wasn't going to read the email, so it was like a super. Just this is what you need to do, and we'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I have a link tree with all my links, but it's a lot to keep up with. But yes, yeah, for the pets, it's stay home pet sitting on everything, and you know, even on LinkedIn on everything. Yeah. Well, I will, I'll make sure that we drop that. We'll probably drop your link tree also. Um, but I appreciate your time. Thank you for hopping on. I know you're busy. Um, but I, I appreciate the time. It was great chatting with you and I appreciate you guys tuning in again and we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lori. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode of All About the Benefits. Be sure to appreciate it. If you haven't done so already, make sure you're subscribed to the show. This way you'll get notifications as new episodes become available. Until next time, friends. 